Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, praise the Lord. You know, we've been in our series about love, walking in love, staying in love, not leaving love. People say a lot of times like, well, you know, love, you know, love. Well, I've learned this, the church maybe needs a refresher in love, so we're not gonna judge the body of Christ. That's not our job. Our job is to make sure that we are walking and operating in love at the level of revelation that God has released to us. I'm only responsible sometimes for, for my actions all the time, but I'm only responsible in certain things for a level of understanding that I have. Now, that's a touchy thing. What do you mean? You're responsible for the whole Bible. That's important. So if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, that's on you. But then once I get a revelation of something, now I have another standard of life is what I'm saying. So let's get us a clear picture of love. I want you to see this. Number one thing you're going to have to ask yourself in this, we've been walking in love, we're thinking about love. I want you to look at Hebrews 12 and 12, okay? And it, it says this, Hebrews 12 and 12, we're going to read 12, 13, 14, and 15. And I, I got the, um, I think I'm reading more so out of the message lately. Wherefore, lift up thy hands which hang down in the feeble knees. It might be King James, whatever you got is good, right? That'll be fine. So don't sit around with your hands no more dragging your feet, clear the path for the long distant runners so no one will trip and fall. I want you to look at this. Pull in this. It says in verse 14, it says, follow peace with all men and with holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Okay? You see that right there? And look at verse 15, and I know it reads a little bit. Watch out, right, for the Esau syndrome. Isn't that funny? trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. Ain't that good? Isn't that a good read? See, you know what it is with me? I give you, I give you so much word, I got to go slow. That's a lot to absorb. Like he's saying that, that was deep. Esau just like sold his birthright to satisfy his soul. Don't sell your birthright to satisfy your soul. Look at this one. Esau he later regretted it, and he weeped so bad he couldn't even get that blessing. Look what it says here in the King James. It says, look diligently just in case you don't fall from the grace of God and allow a root of bitterness to spring up and trouble you. You can defile yourself. Isn't that cool? So God, be careful you don't get bitter. And there's a lot of goofy people out there that can help you, assist you get bitter. That was funny. Amen. Some of these goofy people live in your house. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying. People, <laughs> wow, I got that. <laughs> anyway, people just sometimes can get you, they're, they're off the rail, man. They say goofy stuff. They say mean stuff. People are insensitive. They don't really care about your feelings. And you could wind up getting bitter and not even know you're bitter. And now you're getting mad and you get these skewed ideas of life and it gets hard. So this is what you're trying to do. Write this down. Number one, I got to try to follow peace with everybody. I got to try to follow peace with everybody. It's really not easy, but make sure no root of bitterness springs forth and causes trouble. It contaminates me. Does that make sense? So you got to be careful because people, people maybe come in and cause non-peaceful situations in your life, and now you get bitter, they leave and go on with their life, and you're bitter for the rest of your life. 
it's really careful. You got to be careful and be cautious that you do not make the mistake of taking offense or taking hurt or taking care or doing a lot of stuff. It's tough, but you can do it because God gave you grace. That's important. Notice it refers to the bitterness as a root, which means what? You don't see a root. Remember we talked about it? It's under the ground. So you got to do some heart examination. Am I a little bit, am I a little bit off in this area? Am I, do I need to grow? Self-examination. You know, the Bible says this, judge not. Man, I'm going to tell you here now, I've learned this early. I'm going to help you. Don't be quick to judge people because the same level of judgment you put on people, God's going to put on you. I'm going to say that again real slow. It's the God's honest truth. It's the gospel. It says this, judge not, least you be judged. What he's saying is this, the measure of judgment I put on you is the measure of judgment God's going to hold me, the standard. That's why I'm like, man, be quick to forgive because you're going to need forgive. Be quick to change because you're going to need to change. Does that make sense? Don't be quick to push out judgment. I didn't do it. Don't be quick to push out judgment because the minute you start pushing out judgment, guess what? That's the measuring stick coming back to me and you in the judgment I'm going to receive. So here's the problem. The root of bitterness produces bitter fruit. Bitter fruit contaminates my life. You see that? Somebody's saying, well, if you got nasty fruit, you got a wrong root. Come on, guys. We got to start asking ourselves, how, hey, so I'm asking you this. How good your fruit look? It's quiet in here, and there's a couple people. I don't hear anything out of this peanut gallery in here. No, right? Seriously, how good's your fruit? How good is your fruit? What's your fruit look like? And now here's the, here's the test of this one. You ready for this? You might have to ask some people you trust to go, How's my life looking? Now, you better be careful with that because there's some people who just don't have no sense. But you might have to ask some sensible people and go, how does my fruit look? You know what I mean? Because remember, you know, you, sometimes you don't see some blind spots that are in your life, and you got to go, man, who can I trust to go, man, is there some areas of growth? Most people, once they hear you need change, they tell you what's wrong with you. That's immaturity. You got to almost say, so if I got, I got Brother Paul here, so I'm, pick, I'm not picking on If I go to Brother Paul and go, Brother Paul, you speak into my life and tell me what you see where I can grow. You become defensive automatically. Like, he might say, well, you know, you're a little, but you, 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 you ain't everything, right? You start getting right away. You become defensive. It start coming at him. So maybe a husband and a wife, that's a safe place. Maybe, you know, a parent with a kid, that's a safe place. Maybe somebody that's mentor, mentee, that's a safe place. But you better find a safe place to go, hey, you know, you ever like, and this is going to be gross, but it's okay. You ever like go out and, you know, like something gets, somebody gets something stuck in their teeth? You know what I mean? You went out and you ate some spinach and you look, you know, you, got, like, you look like you lost your tooth. <laughs> and nobody wants to tell you, oh, you got a boogie in your nose? Come on, somebody. Let's, come on, right? Come on, y'all got boogies in your nose. Don't lie. You got like a little catcher up in there. No, they, no, everybody sees it, but they don't want to say nothing. But you got that one friend like, yo, bro, you got a booger in your nose. Get rid of that right in front of everybody. The person that tells you you got a boogie in your nose, that's the one you need to ask about your fruit. Because they ain't caring about your feelings at all. They don't care about your feelings. They just say, <laughs> Lord said, Lord, you made me laugh. The other day, I didn't know. Lord said, whoever could put you on blast, you know, that's like the lingo, you know what I mean? You know what that means, they put you on blast? You don't even know what that means. Right? Put you on blast. You know what that means? That means whoever will call you out at that given moment and don't care about your feelings, they put you on blast 
whoever will put you on blast for everybody 30 and under, that's the person you want to ask about your fruit. Because they don't care about your feelings. They don't care about Jack. Whoever told you you got a boogie in your nose, in the middle of people, that's a person you can trust. Okay? Pastor Chris, are you preaching the gospel? I'm preaching real good. Amen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to be transparent, but usually transparency is not comfortable, so we try to steer clear of it. Watch this. I got this in there. Look at this. Look at James 3. Thir- let's just start with this. Um, let's look at James 3.13, and you can go to King James, because I want you to see this, and then I really want you to pull this in. Then we're going to look at the Amplified right after this. We're going to look at James uh, uh, 3.17 and 18 in Amplified, just so you're ready to go right after this. Who was a wise man and do with knowledge among you? Let him show forth his good conversation, his works with, weak, with meekness of wisdom. Now, you see that right there? Now, this is a very weird thing. Who was a wise man and dude with knowledge? Who he is, you're going to notice him. He shows good conversation, his works. So now conversation, you ever think of this? So you write this down. This is a mini nugget for all you guys. Words, words, words are the works. Words are the works. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we say, well, what am I saying? Your words are are the works. Your words are actions. He said, shows forth what? Good conversation, his works. What's that? Works are actions, correct? They're the energies of God. How do you show your work? With your mouth. Your mouth is putting some feet to some stuff. But what? But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, don't get happy about it and don't lie against it. That's strong, ain't it? Bitter envy and strife. Have you ever got some strife in there and you know it's in there? You got to deal with that, man. Come on, man. But if he said, you got wisdom, you looking for wisdom, look at somebody's mouth. They'll tell you whether they got wisdom or not. One, good. Get rid of bitter envying and strife in your hearts and glory not, don't lie. This wisdom doesn't come from God. It comes from the earth. It's sensual and devilish and doesn't have no truth. For where envy and strife in, there is confusion and evil work. Envy and strife produces confusion and evil works. See that? So let's start looking. Wherever strife is and envy is, is what? Evil work. But the wisdom is not from above. Wisdom from God is first pure, peaceable, gentle, easily want to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without what partiality and without hypocrisy. So, like, you know, we got all those, we got all this crazy. Let me tell you something right here now. You Christian people better make sure you get a checkup from the neck up. Because if you have any kind of, if you have any kind of partiality, I don't know, you better fix your brand to Christianity and it ain't right. You know what I'm saying? This is why we got the problems we got in America. We got a bunch of unlearned people talking about the word of God and then living like the devil and then want to say, We're, I'm, I'm a Christian. Well, you got to be a mature Christian, you got to grow. You should not show partiality to anyone. You got this? You guys, you guys understand what I'm saying? You ain't living up to the brand if you're looking at somebody and say, well, you know, you're a woman, so, you know. Let me tell you something right here. All that chauvinistic, immature behaviors, uh, racial separations, all that stuff that the earth's dealing with right now, the church should be like, that should not even be mentioned among you if you so learn Christ and put Christ on you. You understand this? This is almost the first principles of the gospel. All right, I'm reading the Bible. So you can't argue with me. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. 
It's the God's answer. It says without partiality. What's that mean? You shouldn't be partial. Now watch. Here's the proof. Here's a good thing. Well, I'm trying to help people. You ain't gonna help nobody without the what? The peace. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So somebody said this. This is a stupid conversations to be with. This is why I cannot have conversations in certain arenas when you already know the answer going in. Well, how do you have a conversation? If peace ain't it, it don't work. Did you read what I just said? Let's just read the Bible. How many know God's a lot smarter than everybody in the earth? Me included. You just got to know the Bible. Look what it says there. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in of them that make. So if you ain't making peace, ain't nobody going to hear you. It's time to take a stand and yell and scream. No, it ain't. Ain't nobody going to listen to you. Jesus was a peacemaker. That's the most powerful cat walking on the face. That's a bad man. Jesus is the original OG. That's a bad man. Because Jesus, didn't, he's like, who you say I am? He said, I ain't going to tell you who I am. Who do you think I am? He's, he's, he's mind-wrapping them because he's a peaceful. You can't get him out of peace. He wouldn't come out. Don't come out of peace. These people are going to try to bring you out of peace and mess you up. Stay in peace no matter what. You ever notice the devil? He wants you to lose your peace because the minute you lose your peace, that's when you get in the flesh. And when you get in the flesh, you got failure. That's why they try to pull, he tries to push your buttons and say stupid stuff. People just try to pull you in an arena of stupid. Did he just say that in church? Yes. It's trying to bait you to get you in a place. Now you start getting in the flesh. Look what it says in the Amplified. Look at, look at, look at 317 and 18 in the Amplified Bible of James. Thank you. Look at this. But the wisdom, all right, but the wisdom from above is pure, undefiled. What? Then it is peace-loving. I want to be a Christian. Then this is what you got to do. I ain't getting no amens in here today. But, but the wisdom, look, I'm just telling you the truth. I want to please God. I could care less about people. I didn't come here to run a popularity poll. I ain't no politician for crying out loud. I'm a preacher of righteousness. This is what you got to learn. This is people. This is the people in your house. This is your goofy friends. This is some of your church people. You know, you start living up to this brand, everybody's like, well, I don't know if I like you. I don't really would like sending out Christmas cards anyway, so bump it. Take you off the list. I don't even do it. I wouldn't even send it out. They should send just an electronic one, and you know what? If you don't like it, just delete it. But the wisdom from above is first what? Pure, undefiled. Then it is what? Peace-loving, courteous, considerate, and gentle. Should we all repent right now? I repent. It is willing to yield to reason full of compassion, good fruits, wholehearted, straightforward, impartial, unfringed, free from doubts, wavering, and basically, it is not insincere, it has not insincerity, it understands and comes to people compassionately. Okay, that's good. The harvest of righteousness, of reading this, look at this, look at this right here. And the harvest of righteousness is what? Of conformity to God's will and thought and deed is the fruit of the seed sown in peace by those who work for and make peace in themselves, in others, that peace, which means concord, agreement, harmony between individuals. 
What undisturbedness in a peaceful mind, free from feels, agitating passions, or moral conflicts. So here we go, right? So what's my, what's my kind of like takeaway with this? Pastor Chris, what are you asking me to do? Here's what you gotta know. The only way to sow seeds that can be heard is when you sow them in peace. Write that down. The only way to sow seeds that can be heard or words that can be heard is you better sow them in peace. That's the only way you're gonna get it. If you think you're gonna have, you're gonna have a non-peaceful seed received, you are out of your mind. So let's just say this, words are seeds, right? So if you're gonna give words that people are gonna gravitate to, it better be sown in peace or ain't nobody gonna hear you. It's a principle of the, wor- it's a principle of the word. And so I'm just telling you, you wanna have harmony in your house, you better have peace. You know why? Because this is the thing. Check this out. Pull this in, right? write this down. Jesus held his peace. That means you have peace, but you can lose it. This is really good. This is really good. I want you to look at this. Look at Mark. Look at Mark um, 14.57. Mark 14.57. I got it in the King James. And there arose a certain that bear false witness against him. Mark 14.57. Okay? So you guys pulling this in? Jesus had the opportunity. I love what Jesus does here. I want you to show you the life of Christ. And they, there arose certain people that bear false witness against him saying, we have heard him say, I would destroy this temple made with hands, and in three days, I'll build another one. But neither so did their, um, did their witness agree together. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, and he answered, he answered nothing. So the high priest questions Jesus, and he answers nothing. That which is these witnesses against thee, he answered nothing. But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said to him, are you the Christ the son of the blessed. And Jesus said, I am, and you shall see the son of man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. I want you to just look at this real quick and go easy. Now, I want you to just really hear me. I'm gonna read this again, and we're gonna go really slow, okay? When G, watch. There arose certain people that they bore false witness against Jesus. Gotcha. We heard them say, Jesus, they accused him. He said he'll tear his body down in three days, he'll raise up again. The high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, answer you nothing? Jesus, are you gonna say nothing about what we just accused you of? He said nothing. But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said, are thou the Christ, the son of the blessed? He said, watch this, you ready for this? This is so good. When false witness, look at me, when false witness arose. So here's what they're saying. Jesus, want to ask you a question. What's that? False witnesses are trying to accuse him. He answers nothing. But when truth was asked of him, he said something. Watch this. When false witness arose, Jesus answered nothing. Never respond to lies. He only responds and answers to the truth. Jesus, when they came with a lie, he said, I don't have nothing to say. When they asked him of a truth, he goes, yes, I am the Christ. He doesn't answer lies. He doesn't respond to lies. He doesn't have emotional response to any lie. He just walks and acts in the truth, and when the false rises up, 
He said, you got nothing to say about that? Yeah, I got nothing to say about the naysayers. I got nothing to say about the gossipers. I got nothing to say about the people that think something different of me. I got, listen, you want to know what you need to do? When somebody doesn't talk to you in your position of your identity, don't respond. When somebody tells you something that doesn't line up with who you think you are, don't give them the time of day or the words of your mouth. Amen? The only person you rebuke is the devil when he lies to you. But when people want to try to come and say, who do you think you are? Don't respond to the peanut gallery. Just when they ask you, do you think you're well able? Say, I'm more than able because I'm more than a conqueror in him that made me and gave me the ability to conquer over everything. Don't listen to the lies of people and try to respond. You can't fix it. I loved it. I seen it. He's like, I ain't responding to that. Are you the Christ? Yes, I can respond to that. Because Jesus only responded to the truth. He never responded to the lies. I never seen that. I didn't understand. Like, Jesus, why wouldn't you answer these questions? Who do you say? He didn't answer them. He wouldn't listen to the lies. He only agreed with the truth. Stop listening to the lies and only agree to the truth. Now, when the devil lies to you, you know you got to speak back the truth. You understand that? But when people come, he's saying, I ain't got nothing to say. Are you, are you, no, I ain't got nothing to say. No, I'm not going to respond. Why? Because here's the thing. This is good. So when false witnesses arise against you, don't even respond. You don't need to. You don't have to justify yourself and explain yourself. Who are people to ask you this stuff? I'm telling you, this is what happens. We get in trouble because right away, what do we try to do? Somebody says something wrong, and then you feel like I got to justify the next three hours of explaining to you why I think. No, don't worry about it. Don't respond to lies. Only respond to the truth. Why is that? Here's the big great news. You ready for this? You can uh, you could uproot some bad trees with new seeds. That's really important. Write that down. You can uproot some bad seeds with some new, you can uproot some bad trees with some new seeds. That's important. I'm going to explain that to you. You got to uproot some negative stuff. Look at Matthew 15, 10. You can leave it in the, um, you could leave it in the uh, King James. That'll be great. But you could uproot some bad trees with some new seeds. Look what Jesus said over here. He said he called the multitude to him and said, hear and understand. It's not that which goes in the mouth, verse 11, that defiles a man, but that which comes out of a mouth. Amen? And that's what you know, right? You got to ask yourself some questions. You got to locate your words. If it's coming out of your mouth, it's probably in your heart. Now, things in your heart can change, but sometimes what happens is it's Matthew 15, 10. What happens is this. Sometimes stuff gets in our heart. We don't even realize it. It gets in through your eyes. It gets in through your ears. We get some wrong seeds. How many of you know we all got some weeds in the garden of our heart? Amen? You get some weeds sometimes. How many of you go in the back? You know, Florida, everything grows. You know what I mean? The other day I was somewhere in, uh, you know, trees. There's this big patch of stuff all over the joint. And I'm like, where'd that come from? And you look up and there's these goofy trees. You know, and they, they, you could tell that it looks the leaves that are on the ground it was funny, it was somewhere in the yard, you know, and everything's cool. And I'm like, what are all these things shooting up out of the ground? Where are these coming from? And I, I was like, where in the world? And it was like weeds growing up out of the thing. I said, ah. And I looked up, and the same, it was kind of funny, the same leaves on the tree would look like the same stuff growing on the ground. And I said, man, I said, you know what's funny? I said, that stuff come, fell off the tree and got in the dirt, and now it's growing up out of the ground. Ain't that something? Y'all seen something like that. And it's funny, right? Some stuff just grows. You don't even know how it grew. It's kind of like inside of you. Where'd that come from? Where'd I get that idea? Where'd I get that, where did I get that kind of hang up? Where do I got that? Where do I speak out of maybe hurt? Where do I speak out of an offense? Or, and I'm not saying you are. Where do you speak? Where do you get, where'd those seeds come from? 
Sometimes we get seeds that God never wanted us to have. We got trees in us that God never wanted us to have. He didn't want to say, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. Right? So we got to know what got in our heart. Well, how to get in our heart? Look at Matthew 15, 10. And he called the multitude and said, hear and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that makes you messed up. It's what comes out of you that defiles you. Then came his disciples and said, you know, the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying. Well, obviously, you know who gets offended with this stuff? People that ain't talking right. You know? People that are, people that's mouth isn't lining up with the word of God, usually get offended when you start talking on this kind of stuff. But he answered and said this. I love this. 15, 13. But he, every plant which my heavenly father had not planted shall be rooted up. Ain't that good? You got some trees in you need to get uprooted. Ain't that true? You got some hate trees in you. Uproot it. You got some mean seeds that got in there. Uproot it. This is what it says here. The peaceful seed could change it. Let them alone for the blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, they're both going to fall in a ditch. Look at 15, 13. He said what? He said, I can uproot it. Well, how are you going to uproot it? You need, write this down, you need to get some new seed to uproot some bad trees. Look at the fruit coming out of you. What's your fruit look like? Examine yourself. Like, hey, you know what? I, maybe I got some hurt trees in there. Look at the garden of your heart. Maybe I got some stuff in there I need to uproot. Root. Well, how do I uproot it? You got to get a new seed and plant it. It'll outgrow the old stuff. Amen? Jesus will dig it up. How's he going to do it? Spiritually, supernaturally, anointedly, he can do it. Here's a big one, too, and this one is one I want to I get you to, right? You got to start learning how to cast your care, man. You got to learn how to cast your cares on the Lord. See what I'm saying? Now, you, I'm dealing with the issues of the heart, right? right? So maybe I, got, maybe I got offended. Maybe I'm hurt. Maybe I got some trees in me. I got to change. I think the worst thing the church can do, well, you better change. Well, how do I change? I don't know how to change. How do I grow out of some behavior, some pattern, some my, mind um, ideas, some, some positions of the heart, some stuff? How do I change this? Stuff? Well, you got to put new seeds in. You got to put some new seeds in. Number one thing I can do, I got to try to follow peace with all men. How many of you know that ain't easy? Right? Try to follow peace with all men, right? Guess what I got to do? What else I got to do? I can't be responding to everybody's lies. I just got to respond to the truth. I can't change everybody. My God, you put on the news. You look at these, cra these people are crazy, some of these people. You understand? You know what I'm saying? Just, 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 just ludicrous. You think you could do it? Look at some of the people in your family. You've been talking for 20 years about the Lord or something. I don't know. Locate it. I can't. Oh, wow. You go do this. Come on. How many people hammer you, right, about church and you give your money and you, oh, my God. I can't respond to these people's lies. I don't even know what half the people are talking about. How about this one? This is a big one right here. I got some trees in me. Pastor Chris, you're right. I got some trees in me need to get out. I got some fruit I don't like. How do I change my fruit tree? You put some new seeds in there. You put some love seeds in there, some peace seeds in there, some gentle seeds in there. So the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, right, 22, 23, 24. What's it say? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no judgment against those people. But what do you do? They grew that fruit. That fruit's in you. The love of God is shed abroad in you. It's in there. It's in there. You got to speak to that tree. You got to let that tree grow. Here's another big one, right? Man, you got to cast some of your cares upon the Lord. You're carrying your cares, and it's messing you up. Well, it ain't, not, it ain't my job to carry the care. Amen? 
Look at this, what it says here in 1 Peter 5 and 5. It says, likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Isn't that good? 1 Peter 5 and 5. And that's why it's good. You know, you got to find somebody you can follow. All of you be subject one another. Be clothed with humility. There's something you don't talk about in church. Hum- hum- humility. You know? Got a bunch of false humility. We're seeing a lot of that now. A bunch of people just taking an opportunity to pretend they're something they're not. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to explain. You know, what's funny is a lot of times in life, humility is submission to God's word. Give grace to the humble. He resists the proud. God don't play with pride. God hates pride. Because pride says you can do it. And we can't do nothing. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Cast all your care upon him. You ever think about casting your care? I don't think I'm real good at it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I cast it and go back and get it. Don't you? You know, I get, God, Lord, take care of this. Then I come out there like, what am I going to do about this? <laughs> don't you do that? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like fishing. You know, you cast and then you reel it right back in. <laughs> you cast and you reel it right back in. You cast and you reel it right back in. Listen, man, you got to cast your care to the Lord and leave it. Cast it in. Here, here's the new terminology for cast your care. Cast it and cut your line. You know what I'm saying? You all been fishing, right? You cast, then what do you do? You reel it back in. No, cast and cut your line. Just cast it and leave it. You want to go there with your mind and all that stuff? Look what it says here. Be sober and be vigilant. You know what's funny? Right after he tells you cash or carry, he goes, I'm telling you why. You got a devil. He's slick. He's slick, man. You better be careful. He walks about seeking who he may devour. Don't get on his playing field. He's dangerous. Look what it says in the Amplified Bible about, just go to Amplified. It'll be great. Um, five and seven. First Peter 5. Cast the whole of your care all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you. See that? See that? Look, affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Okay? And this got me. This messed me up. Cast the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all your concerns, all this stuff, because he cares for me. He loves me. He loves you. Watch this. You know what I like about cast the whole of your cares? It means I might be breaking it up in pieces, man. You know what I'm saying? You, got, you ever say like a whole loaf of bread? But a slice? I've been giving God slices when he wants the whole loaf. You know what I mean? Like, hey, God, give him a little piece you feel like. <laughs> okay, I'm doing something. He's like, dude, you ain't doing jack. Give me the whole thing. But if I give it to you, I got to trust you to do it in your timing and your way and not my way. And I like, I'm a control freak, God. I want to be in control of everything. My feelings, how this works out, I want to be in control of all of it. And if I can't be in control of it, I don't know if I want to give it to you because I don't just trust you in my life. It's true. Watch this. You can pray about everything and worry about nothing. 
When you worry, it says you think you could solve your own problems better than God can. But you were not built to handle problems in your own strength. You were created by God to be dependent upon him. So bring him your challenges in life and allow you to get help from him to help you with all of them. Can you imagine your life without worry? Can you imagine your life without worry? Can you imagine a worry-free life? Think about that. I'm going to have a worry-free life. Cast my care on the Lord. You know what? I'm going to stand right here. Let's get good at casting our cares. Trusting God. Now, right away, see, now watch this. Responsible people sometimes will be like, well, that's irresponsible. You have to have some kind of, you know what I mean? How many, how many come from a, a place of a, you're like a professional worrier? You have a PhD in like worrying. You know, some of you grew up in a home like that, like everything's, you know, I'm just serious, right? You worry about everything. You know what I'm saying? Or you might have a mind like that, like you worry about everything. And I'm not, I'm not picking on you if that's you, like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you worry and worry and worry and worry. You know, some people are like that. It's okay. But how do we, how do we start having to worry for that? Like, oh, giving it to God. I'm just going to cast my care. You know, I, I love this. Can you imagine a worry-free life? Why not start today? Ask the Lord to show you every time. Ask the Lord to show you every time you are taking on care instead of casting it off. Lord, just show me. You know, like, just be like, hey, God, if I start... If I start taking on too much care, you know, the Bible says that Paul had to carry the church. And some people think that because he carried the care of the church, he actually got messed up for it. You know what I mean? It was too much burden. It's not the care you're supposed to carry. You got to cast your care. Lord, I need you. And God ain't going to give you something that you don't need him to finish. When he what? When he makes you aware of it, be willing immediately to cast it on him. You'll enjoy so much more life. And after a period of time, you'll start finding it easier not to worry. It just won't be part of you. Now, this is what I want to say to you. Jesus has the ministry of mediation and intercession. That's what he's here to do. Give it to him. What you going to do about it anyway? Guys, today, I just want to encourage you. I'm being serious about that. This is some stuff. They're like little nuggets just to take what you like. Man, I got to try to follow peace with all men. You know, I'm going to tell you right now. I seen somebody the other day. Somebody was flat out rude. They're flat out rude. And I said, if I be rude back, we're going to have a problem. But you know what I did? I was kind. I went out of my way to be kind. And guess what happened? You change and diffuse people's behaviors because I'm trying to follow peace with you even though you don't want to be peaceful. Guess what else? Boom. What do we say? Man, I might have some stuff in me that, you know, my fruit don't look too hot. Get some new seeds. If you got, if you got, you know, if you got a messed up garden, go get some new seeds. You put some new seeds in there. You got to till some ground. You can do this thing. Cast some care, man. You got to cast your care. You can't be care. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Some of you have been carrying too much care. You can't. What good's worrying going to do? Worrying ain't going to change nothing. I think the Lord goes like this. You done yet? Had enough? Ready to give it to me? You ever watch, you know when you got the kids, they're like that? They're going to do something and you know they can't do it? I can do it, mommy. 
You know how to do it? I mean, I can carry it. You're like, yeah, watch this. You know what I mean? I remember doing that with them. They're little, you know, they got some. they want to carry it or they can do it. Or they're big and strong. I'm a man now. You're, go ahead. Go ahead. You're a big man. And halfway through, they can't carry it no more. Can't make it. You didn't go, you didn't go over there and go, oh, I told you so, you big dummy. No, you were not. You go, give it to me. I got it. I put it on my shoulder. You, and I, I, mean, I remember like stuff they would try to carry and they couldn't carry. I got to put it on my shoulder and then carry them at the same time. Whatever they were carrying and carrying and you carrying everything. But that's like your heavenly father. He's like, are you done yet? Are you done? God's up in heaven like, you finish? You tell it. All right, I'll be back when you're really ready because you ain't serious yet. You know, because you cast it and go get it. You cast it and you go get it. You cast it. Cast it. Remember this. Everybody say this with me. Everybody at home, you say this with me. I'm going to cast it. And I'm going to cut the line. Can't come back. You know, they call that retrieving. You know, when you retrieve it, you throw it, and then you retrieve it. Ain't no more retrieving. Ain't no more retrieving my cares. I'm casting them on you once and for all, and I'm leaving them there. I'm going to cast it, cut the line. Ain't no more retrieving this one. And when my head wants to go back and figure it out, I'm not going to allow myself to go to that place anymore. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Father, I'm going to pray for these guys. I thank you, Lord, that we're casting our care. We're learning how to be care casters. We're learning how to be non-retrievers. We're learning how to cut the line. We're learning how to grow in grace. We're learning how to fix our heart to have peace with all men. And we're learning how to transform in the glory and the power of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, I'm coming back right now, 1030. I'm going to be doing a service right here in the house. Come to the church and don't forget tonight amen we're gonna have the, the program it's gonna be awesome i'm really believing god that tonight's program really ministers to you we're talking about how do i navigate through life when sometimes i don't know how to navigate we love you god bless you and we'll see you soon and i want you to remember this you could do this thing happy fourth of july weekend we love you guys god bless you Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.